Welcome to Two Minds Today with your host, Charlene, authority in leadership development, and Hale, an expert community builder. The pod all about best practices to get you noticed and ahead in your professional life. Good evening. It is nighttime again. Hale, how are you? I'm good. How was your day, Charlene? It was a great day. Um, we had rain here in Scottsdale, which is very unusual. Um, it, like a light rain. I don't know. <laughs> but apparently there were some leaks in my kid's school. So he got to do a lot of special activities. Really? So there was like a little bit of not so much sunshine in paradise, huh? I know. We had a no. beautiful spring day in the middle of winter here. Did you? I, I saw a meme where there's like the fake spring fake spring? Is that the fake spring? And then it'll go back? Or you think like, this is it? I'm going with this is it. I'm just going <laughs> to go out like positive here and yes. hope that we're done with the winter blues and on to sunshine. Yes. Yes. I am recording from Scottsdale, Arizona and Hala is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So we are coast to coast. So Hala, you brought up a great topic, work social events. And I think that um, with people starting to meet more in person, are we bringing back work social events, the Christmas party, the holiday party, the picnic? Um, when do you think they're coming back? Let's start there. I do think that they're coming back. Um, it depends what's going on right now is that different employers are doing what their employees are comfortable with and what the region mm. of the country is doing. So it's really dependent. Um, I know some are trying to trying to toe the line by having outdoor events, right. which is a really good compromise, I think. Uh, I do believe, though, that it's time to have these work events again. Okay. So here's an idea. I am conflicted because I do think it's wonderful to socialize and be friends or friendly. Obviously we, I don't know, obviously, but we met at work and became friends through there with your coworkers, but are, are they even needed if you're an employer, like your employees, I'm sure half the time are like, you're asking me to socialize in my off hours. Um, and you're calling it a favor to me, right? This is one of those typical, like everybody's doing everybody else a favor situation. Um, so let's start with, do you think that employers should even be doing them? That's so interesting. I guess it depends what stage of your employment you're in, because if you're newly hired, you don't think that you're doing anyone a favor when you go to these events. You're just so happy that the event is happening and giving you an opportunity to connect with everyone. I do think after you've been there for many years, it does feel like you're doing someone a favor because you don't really want to be there. You've got other things to do. You have your connections within the company and you're really going there maybe for the new folk that are coming in, not for your own sake. So I don't know if it's about stage, but I think it's about sociability. I think that companies are doing a really good job about recognizing extroverts and introverts and different needs nowadays. So for our introverts out there, you're probably just like hearing the word social work gathering and like hyperventilating. Um, and I just do, I, I wonder if it's this outdated model or if really people should socialize. And, and frankly, if they're socializing, should it be during work hours. Is it better to take all of your employees out to lunch during the day than be like, hey, come back on Sunday with your whole family? It's a good question. Um, 
I do think that you get a different color and a different side of a person when you see them outside of the workspace. I definitely employers, I think, should do those during work hours, social engagement opportunities. Like the water cooler was sort of like a social event, right? Right. Um, so I think it's important for gelling relationships and the ability for people to communicate effectively when you know each other on, an, on multiple levels. Um, so wait, but, so hold, hold there. If the goal is to get to know, I know, like, like I push it. <laughs> yes, go ahead. If, if the goal is for people to get to know each other better, have you ever been to a work event where you didn't talk to the three people you already knew? You're very social, so maybe. That's a good point. Um, so then the question becomes, what kind of social event are you doing? And um, are because I do think you have to think about that and have the proper icebreakers and activities that causes and fosters relationships beyond. It's sort of like um, when you have a company retreat and a yeah. lot of thought goes into doing the company retreat because you have an end goal in mind that uh, that you need to accomplish. I think social work social events need to be done in a similar vein where you think about, oh, if we're having a seating arrangement so that you could put different people together from different uh, departments or people who don't know each other, it needs to have a purpose because if it doesn't have a purpose, that's when everyone starts to think that they're doing someone a favor, they're doing something they don't really want to do. So I love what you're saying, but I will say um, most of the time I've been to one and they're happy hours with no agenda other than like, you know, if you're lucky, food and drink, right? So I think that's maybe why it feels like uh, like you're doing someone a favor, right? I've been to social events where uh, for work where they say, we need you to sit here and we're trying to mix everybody up. Oh, and wow. They a, and they might have a, a question to facilitate discussion or everybody's voting on some things, like people bring... Huh. Uh, one event I went to, everybody brought like a dessert and you had to vote on the dessert and people talked oh, and presented so cool. their desserts. So it caused the, you know, it brought some social gel into the, into the fabric of it because you, you had a goal for the event. So I feel like those, those are highly curated events, which I personally love because I think it appeals to sort of everybody, right? Like some people just want to mix and mingle and they're really in their zone. And I think that's kind of what I was calling back to is we used to just think everybody needs to be an extrovert and every extrovert would be so excited to be in a room full of people and just to walk around. My husband is one of those. He doesn't need party games. He doesn't need icebreakers. He doesn't need anything, but to just be in a room with 50 people and he will, you know, be your best friend by the end of the night and know everything about you and fabulous recall and could tell you you're and your brother and sister's names by the end of the night. Um, and there's definitely those people out there. And then there's other people, like, I, I would venture to say most of us are kind of in the middle where we're like, we're happy to go, we're happy to talk to some people, but like, it doesn't energize us necessarily. And then there's people that, that would truly take all of their energy just to even like stand in the room, right? So um, I like a very curated event, just I, I personally do. It's my personal preference to always have um, a schedule and agenda. And if you don't follow it, that's okay. But I always like having one. Um, so I think you went to really unique and kudos to your to the people you've worked with for, for planning social events like you would, understanding that everyone's coming from different places. I, yeah, I do think it's important because if you're just saying come to a happy hour, I, 
I just don't think it's enough, right? I, I think that you do have to take everyone into consideration and what's the purpose of the social event? I think you have to kind of think about that. Maybe if the purpose is to celebrate with a team who's been working together very hard for a very long time and it's a group of tight seven people, the social event, yeah, go go to a happy hour. Everyone's, you know, pulls down their hair and they're having a great time. Um, so I think that's different, you know, and that kind of social event doesn't necessarily need to be curated, right? But yeah. um, if you, so you have to look at the purpose. If the purpose though is to bring together a larger group of people, then you do need some curation because those people don't know each other and might not be comfortable with each other and need and have different needs. Like you said, if you're an extrovert or introvert, or if the hours are different, right? If you, if you have the social event at a time when nobody can attend, maybe you need to think about an event that's kind of throughout the entire day. Um, So you just mentioned the other side of it, right? The go and let your hair down. So let's talk about as an employee, have you ever gone to a work social event and let your hair down? As they say. Yes, I do think that's a good thing to talk about. But my question to you is, do we have time to do it this time or should we put it for next time? I'm not sure how long we've been on here. Oh, we are good. Okay, let's do it. So the employees, that's a good question. Have I ever let my hair down? I don't because at the end of the day, you're still at a work event. And as much as we talk about from the employer's perspective, the importance of bringing employees together to get to know each other on different levels, folks, this is still work. You really need to have your professional self up front. So I'm not in favor of completely letting it loose at a work event. Yeah, I 100% agree. I feel like you're always on, even if you're not always on. And, um, you know, it's the illusion it's after hours, there's drinks or, um, or maybe you're more casual, uh, but no, you're always on. It is always work a hundred percent. I would even go as far as saying as if you're socially out with, um, a colleague, um, before you're in that friend zone stage, maybe like it's that middle stage that is also work. Um, because unfortunately we live, you know, in a world where people are going to judge you. I was talking to my son about this and he was like, well, why would anyone judge me for X, Y, or Z? Like, I think we were talking about something ridiculous. Uh, like, I don't know what he was wearing or doing his hair something really, really that seems superficial. And I said, and fortunately this is the world we live in. And that makes me really sad and I am sorry. Um, but that's, you know, so. Let me just play devil's advocate and go on the other side of it. If we're always so careful about the image that we want to portray and Mm. we're always on our guard, then you kind of lose that ability to connect with someone on another level and finding mentorships and sponsors and people who truly are invested in you as a person takes a little bit of knowing the, the you that's underneath that professional veneer that you're always trying to hard to project. So I think that it's not devil's advocate. I think you're right. I think that it is when you get past someone's veneer, that's something that's really special. And by the way, if you're past somebody's veneer, you should treat that special and treat that with care. And if someone is entrusting you with the real them, then one, share vulnerability. You should entrust yourself with them. And, um, and value that. 
and and to hopefully if you're in that relationship some of the judgment goes away and you've built that trust over time and I, I I do think part of it just takes time I think it takes um yeah it takes that ability to be vulnerable and have that experience and of course you're never going to get to that deeper relationship without getting past you know we're professional and I and I think maybe that's a little bit is the difference of how, you know, what do you consider personal and what do you consider share? Right. Cause I can tell people a thousand things that may think is personal and I'm like, Oh, I don't care. But I, maybe I tell somebody something that is really personal and somebody else wouldn't care about it. Right. So it's like, what is personal to you? It, as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, are we trying to like, come up with a calculated formula of how to go through a relationship. And that's really not possible because I, I look at the two of us. I think we became friends because there was an event where at work that really wasn't so professional. Right. And it completely broke down the barriers. And, but that's the gel of our friendship had a not, had we not connected on that level, we would never even be doing this podcast together. Right. So I, I really struggle with trying to make it formulaic because at the end of the day, it's like relationships and your ability to connect with people and socialize with people and have your head on your, you know, so you have to have your head on your shoulders in the sense that you want to project your best self. But on the other hand, you really want to be a human being and not not a professional robot. So maybe that's exactly what you said, right? If you're, and let's use alcohol, you know, as sort of that easy answer is if you are drinking enough where you're no longer able to make decisions on what you want to share and not share and how you want to present yourself, that's a no-go, right? Um, for I sure. agree with that. That's an easy one. <laughs> that's an easy one. And so I think that as long as you are able to make those decisions and to have them, and I, and I think like, you know, it's always as funny. Okay, I'll give the example of like swearing, right? The first time a colleague swears in front of you, you're like, oh, cool. Okay, we're doing, you know, and of course everyone will feel differently about that. Um, people always uh, assume that I'm going to be offended. I'm not I, at all. <laughs> um, and so I think it's like that breaking down the barrier. The first time someone does any of those things, you're like, oh, okay, they're a human. Cool, great. And you do get sort of a, a stronger relationship with them. And I think that kind of happens piece by piece, right? Unless, I mean, you and I, um, and maybe one day we'll talk about it, right? We're sort of like trial by fire in a very intense work situation, an intense situation. And um, we we built that bond very quickly, but because it was in a more heightened situation. I, I agree with you. Um, I have to say, when I first came to America, my first job, um, I, I was very professional at this job. I called everyone Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. I made sure to show up on time and leave on time. And I had such a professional curated self that um, I really think it hurt me. (laughs) And I wasn't able to really connect with anyone. So I agree with you that it's bit by bit, you need to kind of share pieces of yourself because if you don't, you're not going to have the ability to have other people care for you and be invested in your professional growth. So I think that, um, I think it's important to 
be able and be comfortable to show yourself. But just like any other relationship and any other part of your life, right? You wouldn't, you don't run around naked. You change your clothes in the privacy of your own home, right? So there's certain things that you don't go running around sharing. And you have to bit by bit do it in the appropriate place. It doesn't mean that you can't be human at work. And it doesn't mean that when you have a social event at work that you don't enjoy it and you're not there. But just realize you're you're not in the comfort of your own bedroom. Yeah. And I I think I would leave everyone with tonight that if someone, a colleague, opens up and shares with you, try and have zero judgment, right? They're a human, they're building a relationship. So a lot of this podcast, we just talked about what you do outwardly, but I think what you do internally is just as important. And if somebody else shares about their sick relative, whatever it is, that's their vulnerability. Um, I would love to ask everyone to sort of hold that space for them, not go around telling 50 people what this person just shared with you and allow that relationship to, to happen um, and, and grow and, and not kind of uh, use it as a water cooler fodder. Yeah. We can definitely do a couple of episodes on gossip in the workplace for sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. Ella, any final messages before we uh, say thanks for listening? Look, enjoy those social events that are inevitably happening now that the world is opening up from post-COVID. I do think in the environment that we are in right now, these might be opportunities for you to reconnect some of those business relationships Mm -hmm. and connections that you didn't have. Um, At the same time, stay safe and be comfortable and uh, be yourself. Yes. All right. And every week we tell you to learn a little bit more every day. So wishing that for all of you. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. See you next time on Two Minds Today. Like and subscribe.